Hello and welcome to the Run With Soul podcast. My name is Beck Mitchell and I am your host. And today we are halfway through a nine part series. This is episode six of nine uh, regarding the World Marathon Challenge. What it was truly like to run seven marathons on the seven continents of the planet in the space of seven days. The good old triple seven. <laughs> and here we are, marathon number five in Madrid, in Spain, in Europe. This European leg of the tour is race number five. And I guess at this point, it was really important to recognize the stage of the race that we were in. We've just flown from Dubai and completed our fourth marathon, and now this is number five. So four down, three to go. And this particular point is probably where all of the accumulation of fatigue and mental and physical challenge really plays a really key role in what happens in the race. We were on the bus on the way from the airport to the Formula One track in Madrid, which sounds pretty glorious and we were all very excited to be uh, running a race on a Formula One track. That was definitely the first time in my life that I had that experience, which I was very excited about. And unfortunately, the conditions weren't that great because yet again, we were running in the middle of the night. It was around a midnight start for us. So we knew we would be running through the night local time. And of course, in February at that time of year, Madrid is quite cold. So uh, not as cold as the Antarctic, of course, but still the conditions were, were quite cold and um, definitely not what I was really excited about. Um, one of the, the key things about this point in the, in the race is that time is of the essence. We had 168 hours to complete everything from start to finish, from that first uh, start line in the Antarctic all the way through to the final finish line in Miami. Uh, we 100, had 168 hours to complete that, and that's not a lot of time. So time was very precious. And when we got to the Madrid race, we recognized that we were behind time and we had to try and make up time as best as possible. So you can imagine the logistics and the challenges around trying to organize a race of this scale is, is very difficult. And this is one of the positions that we were in as we went into the marathon in Madrid. I remember sitting on the bus on the way to the race course and our event director and their team was talking to us about how much time we don't have <laughs> and we're all getting a bit nervous and basically they, they gave us the hurry on for Madrid and said look normally you have around the, the eight hours to, to complete the course but tonight we'd like you to try and all get it done in five. So here we are having already completed four marathons in a row, we're about to enter our fifth of seven, it's the middle of the night, it's very cold, we're excited about the fact we're running on a Formula One track, but that was probably the only thing we were excited about because then when they shared the information about the time frame, we just lost three hours of, of time um, on the track. So um, we were very nervous going into that race, or at least I was as well. And in talking to, to one of the other participants, Jen, she was feeling pretty much the same. Both of us weren't physically in a great space before Madrid, um, just really worn out. And we were having a bit of a chat on the bus and it was like, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> I've only got five hours now. Normally for me to run a marathon, I'm around the four hours and that's on a standard, you know, standalone marathon. But to try and do what we were doing back to back day after day, five hours was 
a pretty big push for us at that point. So um, the two of us sat on the bus having this kind of conversation about what are we going to do? <laughs> this, um, this race was feeling a little bit scary and a little bit overwhelming because of the time frame. Uh, but we knew we had to have a strategy going in. So the two of us sat on the bus and talked about how we're going to attack the race per se. And um, when we got there and got set up and sort of started on our way, we kind of made that decision that we would run together, you know, that we would be in it together, which I think was really powerful. In one of the other episodes, I referred to one of the other participants, uh, Linda, and, and how we just ran so much of the whole 777 together and it really did make a difference, you know, that power of partnership. And the same was sort of for Madrid, you know, Jen and I really stuck together and thought, no, we can, we can do this together and, and we're stronger together. So that's what we did. And um, one of the really great parts about the Formula One track, I'm sure you can you know, imagine what that m might be like in your mind with all of the sort of the hills and the windy turns and then sort of like the downhill sections and you've got the big archways that you drive under and you know, the finish line straight um, near the pit lanes. And it's literally a Formula One track built for race cars and here we are racing humans on it. <laughs> um, it, was, it was definitely a cool experience, but um, I don't know if you know a, a Formula One track very well, but often on the, the insides and the outsides of a Formula One track, they have like a, a multicolored pattern on the edge of the rubber. So um, once you, you kind of come off the, the bitumen or the concrete, there's like this strip around the inside and the outside of the corners where the tires of race cars often kind of go off the, the concrete onto this sort of surface on the inside and the outside of the of the track and really it's all about just getting the straightest line possible so that the race cars can save as much time and that was not what it was about for us but those particular corner markers is kind of what Jen and I termed them and as we were running around the sort of first lap of our of our track we we kind of started to plan what we would do for the rest of the race and we just kind of happened to pick a couple of spots on the track where we would either start running or walking. So we kind of came up with this concept of we're going to walk up the hills and try and get a bit of recovery time, just walk really quickly. And then we're going to run everything else, all the downhills and the flats. So we were kind of strategizing as we went on that first lap. And it really worked in our favor because every time we got to a certain point at the bottom of a hill, it was like, now's the time to walk. And even even if we were feeling strong and fantastic and it was like, no, we can keep going, we really stuck to that strategy. And we started walking at those points every time, even if we felt amazing or not. We just, we knew that that was the point that we would walk. And then we would get to the top of the hill and there would be this other marker that we would have designed. And we thought, well, that's the point that we run. And even if we're feeling really challenged and really sore and totally out of the game and out of the race we would just run at that point and having those markers for me was a little bit like having the bumper rails up when you go bowling and I know if you've ever gone uh, 10 pin bowling before and in the bowling lanes you have the gutters on either side and you can elect to have these kind of gutter protectors in the gutter so that when you bowl the ball towards the 10 pins it can't go in the gutters like it just has to stay on the on the the actual straight section and go straight towards the 10 pins and you know that you're going to hit a 10 pin every single time because you've got these bumpers up the strategy that Jen and I implored for Madrid 
was like having bumpers and it was like we were the 10 pin bowling ball and we were guided by this strategy the whole time. I know if you've ever played a game with um, bumpers on a 10 pin bowling alley, <laughs> you would know that you always win. You will always get a pin down at some point if you have bumpers on and you have this kind of, well, I do anyway, I have this sense of protection of I can't lose every time if I've got the bumpers up in the, in the gutters. That was literally what having a strategy in Madrid was like for me. I was able to stick with my partner, just happened to be Jen at the time, and we were able to support one another and we had a strategy and we stuck to it no matter what. Even, you know, 30 k's in, three quarters of the way through that marathon when we had to push a bit harder to, to really get the pace up when we were running so that we would make the time frame. We always had this strategy and not once, not once did we let it go. Every single marker we ran past, we either walked or we ran according to our strategy. Never gave up on it. The whole time. It would have been easy, I'm sure, on the last lap, <laughs> you know, getting towards the end to just go, you know what, we're going to walk a bit more or we're going to not use that marker. But we never did. Every single marker that we went past, we did the according thing. Every single time. That strategy got me through the Madrid race like you wouldn't believe. We stuck to it and it was our, our guide. It was the thing that kept us going. We were on a Formula One track and we were out in the middle of nowhere on our own and we technically could have just done anything we liked, but we stuck to the strategy and I felt like that made all the difference. Perhaps you've had a plan or a strategy in your life for something. Maybe at work you had a strategy and decided to cut corners or just change it up along the way thinking that you could get away with that <laughs> or you know maybe you made minor adjustments thinking that it wouldn't really make much of a difference or maybe you've tried to follow a plan or a strategy before even in your personal world achieving a goal and there's just been so many things that have gotten in the way and you haven't been able to complete that thing according to the the original strategy or the original plan that you had in place I'm sure there's been plenty of times in your life where you've You've had a plan and things haven't gone according to plan. But we stuck to that. Every inch of that racetrack was planned out and had a strategy attached to it. And that honestly got us through the race. I can tell you that there were many times <laughs> that I was feeling a little bit like not wanting to follow the plan. <laughs> I was feeling a bit rebellious and I'm like, I'm feeling really good at this point. I don't want to slow down and walk up this hill. And then there were other times where I didn't want to run because I was freezing cold and we were, you know, 35 Ks into a marathon. I was really starting to hurt and I can't be bothered doing this anymore. And I'm, you know, five marathons down nearly. And I just felt like stopping for a break because we could and we didn't. It's quite amazing how powerful that was when we were so determined to stick to the plan and how that got us through. You know, <laughs> we got to the end of that race and we looked up at the, at the clock <laughs> and 
it was just such an ironic moment because we came across the final finish line in like four hours and 58 minutes or something like that. It was literally slow, so close to that five hour time that it was actually quite hilarious. We were like, you know what, not only did we achieve it, but we only just did it. <laughs> and we did it right on time and we were so stoked to have shared that together. Like I really appreciated doing that journey with Jen, learning more about her, sticking to that strategy, learning how to be super de determined like that, even in a, in a really challenging marathon. And it was just so ironic to be able to cross that finish line in, in four hours and 58 minutes and know that we had achieved the goal. Madrid was like a little mini goal on its own. I know that the triple seven was obviously the, the end goal, the end focus, but where we were at that point in time, that was what mattered. And I'm sure that's the same for you. You know, you might be in the middle of something right now and the, the end goal is a little bit further away. But right now, in this moment, something really matters to you. And that's the bit that you're focusing on. That's the bit that you're sticking to. And you're sticking to it like glue and you're not letting go of it. <laughs> we stuck to our strategy. And that's what helped us get through. It was, it was a really successful plan. And it taught me a lot about sticking to plans. Uh, I can often go off on tangents and do other things and make decisions halfway through a plan, but that, that really taught me a lot about sticking to my guns and just, just really staying with the plan. And the plan was successful, and that felt really good. You know, there was probably a couple of moments when I'm running around the, the track and sort of just off in my own thoughts and under the shiny lights of this <laughs> Formula One track and... We're in Madrid in Spain and I kind of had to pinch myself a couple of times because I think it was in the Madrid marathon where I really, I really started to appreciate just how much of a privilege it was to be doing what I was doing. You know, I was having the opportunity to push my own personal limits, to meet some phenomenal people, to achieve a significant goal like running the seven marathons on seven continents in seven days but more importantly I started to really think about the impact that me achieving this would have on other people I really started to remember why I was there you know, under those shiny lights with the, the kind of pretend sound of the cars vroom, vroom, around all the corners. <laughs> I kind of felt like a race car at some points. I just really appreciated the journey. I was in the moment. I was in the strategy and I was, I was really focused on the then and, and that moment. And I, I just continued to remember all the people that had helped me get there and uh, why I was running. I was running to, to inspire people. I wanted young people all over the world to see what I was doing and to know that it's possible for you. Like if you're listening to this right now, I ran the Madrid race thinking of you, thinking of what's happening in your life, thinking of your potential, your personal limits and boundaries and how you can push beyond where you're at in your current situation, how you can have a particular strategy that's gonna make you really successful. Honestly, when I ran Madrid, I, I, I was thinking about you I was thinking about the things that are happening in your life. And 
and how I could inspire you to, to overcome whatever it is that you're facing. I really did remember why under those shiny lights in Madrid. I, it was all about the purpose for me, the people that I could inspire and help, the people that I could um, be a role model for. So I really appreciate you coming on the journey. <laughs> I know there's some pretty cool stories in all of the, the World Marathon Challenge, but at the end of the day, the whole experience wasn't actually about me. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit more about that in the conclusion in episode nine, but the experience was for you. And I really hope that just in, in one part of the story from Madrid, that there's something you're able to take away from this episode and, and apply that. You know, if, if strategy is something that you're not good at, then search out somebody who is. Get alongside someone who knows how to plan well, because what I know now is that having a good strategy is better than not having one because I could have gone through that race and just winged it. I could have just turned up and just started running and hoped for the best and I may not have come anywhere near five hours and I may have been pulled off the course, who knows. But having a good strategy that day was way better than not having one at all and I honestly think that was the difference between whether or not I was successful in Madrid was a strategy. And if you're, if you're in the middle of something right now and you're not all that motivated and you're not quite sure whether you want to continue with what you're doing or what you're focused on or you're just unsure of where you're at, go back to your why. In Madrid, I really searched for why I was there and that helped me continue every step of the way. Know your why. Go back to the reason you started whatever it is that you're doing right now. I hope that you're having a, a fantastic day no matter where you are and what you're doing and I really thank you for coming on the journey and joining me for episode six. Next week we will be doing episode seven in Brazil, Fortaleza, Brazil, which I'm really excited to share with you about and um, then of course we'll move on to episode eight in Miami. Woohoo! So again, thanks for joining me. This is the Run With Soul podcast. I'm Beck Mitchell and no matter whether you're running a business, running a family or running a race, remember to run it with soul.